From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. It is Monday. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new week, and we welcome you into the program. And it is the start, officially, I guess, of college football. We had some zero-week games. It's, it's still strange to say that for college football, by the way. Zero week for college football. We used to say it for high school football, and it drove me nuts. Zero means none, right? I mean, I'm just thinking out loud here. Zero means we don't have any, but yet we had a bunch. So anyway, we'll we'll uh, we'll get into some college football. Good morning, welcome to the program. This is game time. Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, Ryan Fox, Ward. Good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Ryan, how are you? Doing well. Happy Monday. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 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 again I, I i don't know guys i'm having this in, in ward i know you did it too I, last week i think it was a little anxiety with the start of the season but i, I go to bed last night 2 30 this morning sit up and i'm wide awake and i'm not going back to sleep i don't get it driving me we have to get you some warm milk i'm t- gotta do something I just, it's driving me crazy. And again, short trip. Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh, so how was your weekend? Outstanding. A lot of fun. Busy. Good game Saturday, huh? Yeah, real good game Saturday. Okay, Except so I w- for the two lightning delays. What? Yeah. Two lightning delays in McKinney, Texas. Was that in the second half? Uh, no, it was a minute five left in the second quarter. Temple just scored. And... I saw a coach, or it ended up being the trainer. Temple was in the swinging gate, fixing to either go for two or drop back over, drop and, back kick. over and, and kick. And it looked like they were going to go ahead and line up and go for two because McKinney was a little confused on the swinging gate. And so I said, oh, the coach is running down the sidelines. He's going to call a timeout. And then all of a sudden, the referee, as soon as he got there, Referees came together. One went to the Temple sideline, one to the McKinney sideline, and the teams start filing off. And it was not the head coach going to call timeout. It was the training staff running with, down with the detector with the Thor and said lightning in, within 15 miles. And so we had a 30 minute delay. And then with about two minutes left in the delay, it went. Back to 30 minutes because Lightning was within 15 miles of the stadium again. During that time, a downpour came. What they did is they went ahead and counted that Lightning delay as halftime. So they combined halftime and the hour-long Lightning delay, and then they came back out and played the minute five-second quarter and immediately went to the third kick off the third quarter. So was this about 2 o'clock? Uh probably thereabouts yeah, because yeah. I, I i okay so full dis, for, for full disclosure saturday i i threw a surprise birthday party for my wife right it's one of those significant numbers that we're not going to say out loud uh 
But, I mean, so I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off on Saturday trying to get everything together for mm-hmm. this this party at 6.30. And, I, and first of all, I was here in the building yeah. when you guys went on the air. And then I'm doing all – then I start I start the process of, you know, running to get the all the stuff. Anyway, I, uh, I, I jump in the truck, and it sounded like you guys may have been doing highlights. And I said, at 2 o'clock? Mm-hmm. It was actually 2.05. I went, what's going on? Why is this game running so long? Right. Uh, so there's my answer. You had, you, had, you had two lightning delays. Yeah, it was, it was very unusual. And, and so Temple plays on a Saturday, plays in the middle of the day, travels, goes through a lightning delay, and still didn't let any of that bother them went on and, and – because that's a pretty good McKinney team they beat. That is a very good McKinney team they beat. Very talented. Uh, they've got they've got some very very good players on that team that are going to the next level. And so yeah they they fought through adversity to say the least. So Ryan had the cost of uh, of uh, University and Robinson yes uh, Friday night. Mm-hmm. Your first. Real broadcasts on the radio. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you've done some internet stuff, but so what'd you think? How did it go? I mean, you are, now that you're a member of the club. It was, it was a little nerve wracking at first, but I, I settled in and then we had the technical difficulties in the final two or three minutes of the game. So I had to finish it through my phone. But aside from that, it went pretty good. We had, we had a, 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 an electrical Surge. Problem at the, problem in the building. They think they had a, a surge at the at the tran- at the at the transformer. Mm-hmm. Every station in our building, and there's seven of them, went off the air, <laughs> but one. Oh no, ESPN stage. So, <laughs> I, and I had I knew nothing about it doing the Waco broadcast mm-hmm. until after the fact. Uh, you know, or they were in the middle of it, and Aaron said, "I'm running around. I'm trying to help everybody. I help them do what? It's the game's almost over." Uh, well, we we had we got electrical problems. Uh, the, there's no electricity in the building, and then it, I think it came back, or somebody got yes. it back up. It, you know, in about five or six minutes. But uh, no, you've been there. I mean, oh yeah. Listen, <laughs> it would just share with everybody. If it can happen, it will happen mm-hmm. at some point. In in your career, yeah, it, you just get used to it. Get it, ready for it. It's never expected, and it's nope. It's always, uh oh, yeah. Now what? Yeah. So you just you scramble and you do what you got to do mm-hmm. and get it done. So I, yeah. it's a good thing it happened in my first game. So now I know what to do. Should it happen again? Grab a phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once upon a time, we couldn't just grab a phone. Oh <laughs> I mean, no. Oh. You said yes. You asked very politely in the press box. May I borrow your phone? Because there used to be phones in. in Press mm-hmm. boxes. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right. Uh, Temple wins. Uh, University drops a, a tough one. But they 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 made a fight in, came, in coming back, right? They, they were down 17 nothing at halftime. Couldn't really get anything going on offense. A lot of penalties. They had over 120 yards of penalties in the first half. But they did clean it up in the second half. Scored 15 unanswered in the third. And then the fourth quarter was a defensive slugfest. Nobody scored on either side. And Robinson was able to hold on to get the win. And that's his first win. Over at, over at Robinson, so go. good for him uh, and good for the Rockets. And uh, Waco High lost. I'll just recap mine real quick. The uh, Lions lose to Southwest. Opening kickoff, guys. 
for Southwest. Mm-hmm. Waco High kicks to Southwest to start the season. Return for a touchdown. And you know what happens? Every time a guy muffs a football, everybody on the kicking team does what? They, they get out of their lane. Stop. They get out of their lane and they stop. You slow down. You you let, and that's exactly what happened. And he got to the to the near side sideline, and it was done. Fourteen seconds into the game, it was seven to nothing in favor of Southwest, and they, so they they never trailed. And ends up being twenty to six. Uh, Waco High just couldn't get anything going offensively against against Southwest, who was. I believe, in my opinion, very well coached. I mean, very, you know, they didn't have a ton of penalties. I don't think they had any. Well, no, they had one turnover, mm-hmm. threw a pick late in the first half, you know, throwing for the end zone, I might add. Right. Uh, other than that, they were, they played pretty clean. That's, and, and, that's unusual this time of year. Well, Hats yeah, off to them. When your coach gets to the campus in the middle of June. Yeah, we had a lot of penalties on both sides of the ball oh, yep. on Saturday. <laughs> we had a lot of penalties on Friday night. Yeah. Uh, both sides of the ball. So, uh, yeah, it. Uh, All to, over the to place. be able to, to be able to go through and say you didn't have a whole lot of penalties. Mm-hmm. Hats off. Yeah, they. Yeah, Waco had a bunch of penalties, a bunch of penalties. So, uh, and turned it over th- four times, I think. Yeah, and so you know they they got some work to do. Uh, they got some work to do, and that's their seventeenth consecutive loss. And y- y- you know about habits, and so somehow they they they've just got to have some. Some success somewhere. You know, they need something positive yeah, to happen quick. And, and here's the thing. It, it, I look for some growth from this team uh, this week. But, you know, you're playing four, maybe even five sophomores uh, on your offensive side of the football. Your quarterback is a sophomore. Your running back is a sophomore. Uh, got a couple of sophomore linemen. So, uh, they got to grow up a little bit and – and hopefully they did that on Friday night. So we'll we'll go into all of our high school stuff coming up in uh, before the uh, before the top of the hour, and uh, we'll cover that for you and uh, in detail. And we, there's other games that we want to talk about. Uh, let's see what else are we going to do today. We're going to talk about some of the college games from over the weekend. Jerry Hill is going to join us and kind of preview the week and, and start talking about football uh, with with the Bears. They open against Albany. And uh, we'll have that one. Two o'clock. Two o'clock for uh, uh, game day. Game day live. Two o'clock. And then uh, the uh, network pregame at four o'clock. John, JJ, and Ricky on the call there. Uh, And we'll have that one for you. We'll talk some Cowboy football. Uh, We'll talk some FedEx Cup. Roy, isn't this poetic? One of the most outspoken on behalf of the PGA Tiger Woods and Roy McElroy and McElroy wins the FedEx Cup and wins eighteen million dollars for doing so. Can you? I mean, you're not sh- a bad payday. No, no. Stop and think about that. Eighteen million bucks for winning this thing. It just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, he got that done. A&M is named a quarterback. So, we're going to get Jeff Tarpley on from uh, Gig'em 247 Sports. A lot of anticipation for King. Well, and you know, there was a lot of folks that thought the LSU transfer was going to get that job. Thought it was his job to lose. And maybe he did lose it. We'll find out. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to Jeff coming up around 830 this morning. 
So that's kind of what we have for you here today. And anything else that you may have, you can uh, chime in with us on our CNC Collision Center text line. Love to hear from you. 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. We are off and running, and we are off and running with a check of the weather forecast this morning here on ESPN Central Texas. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 2 o'clock today, partly sunny. Highs near 91. There is a heat index up to 98. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy. Lows down around 77. That south to southeast wind continues 10 to 15 miles per hour this evening. Currently outside, it's 78 degrees. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Aggies were 6, Bears 10, Oklahoma 9, and Aaron, remind me where the University of Texas was in the AP poll. They were not ranked. Oh, man. They... 27th receiving votes. Okay. All right. We're going to get some receiving votes, uh, T-shirts passed around. That'll be fun. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFempo.com. That's campfimfo.com. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. This is Scott Davis owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. The source for Baylor Athletic News and Information, ESPN Central Texas.
All right, 7.15, 15 minutes after 7. On our CNC Collision Center text line from the 903, it says, uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Your friendly cowboy pessimist here. I usually don't put much stock in stats, but a very real indicator of the problems with the Cowboys is where does a Cowboy quarterback rank among passing leaders this preseason? Top 40, question mark. How about scrolling through backups? Well, first of all, Dak Prescott never took a snap of the preseason. And, are, and if you're interested in the backup stats of Cooper Rush and all of those guys, I'm sorry, that's that's not an indicator of the, this. Of this, They've got problems. That's not the one you're looking at right now. Well, the problems with the offensive line yes. is, is very evident for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the other thing is, you mentioned it, if Cooper Rush is your quarterback, for an elongated period of time, season over anyway. Yeah, agree. So, it, uh, it it really doesn't matter. All right, uh, man, Scott Frost, Nebraska. Lord, they had the game won, or at least. No, I don't want to say that. That's not fair. They did not have the, but they, they were, were in, in the control. driver's seat. Absolutely, two score lead, and. Why are you kicking an onside kick? Um, if the timing's right, I don't have a problem with it being aggressive. And if you're going to be an aggressive team, I'm okay with that. Uh, it didn't work out, and it and it landslided on him. Boy, did it ever! You, and you can't let it. If you're going to do that, you gather up your defense and say, "Hey, we're fixing to do this. So get your rear ends ready." If it doesn't work, I need you to protect it and get a three and out and get the ball back for our offense. They didn't. They weren't able to do that, and it landslided on him in a hurry. There's a difference, I guess, between being aggressive and, and playing field position football. Well, I'm st- I'm still okay with the onside kick and the aggressive. If if you have enough confidence in your, but you better have a confidence in your defense that they're going to get the stop. Well, they did because didn't. it's not. Yeah, and that that's, you know, that's all bad. That's all bad when the defense doesn't get the stop, and then you have it landslide on you like that. I, again, I, I I I've seen teams that onside kick three or four times in a row, even with a lead. I've seen a coach who onside kicked every single play. Every time he kicked off, it was an onside kick because he had confidence in his defense that, hey, I don't care where we're on the field, we're going to get the stop. So being aggressive is one thing, but I understand where you're coming from too. That's three or four first downs they got to go get. And also the fact is that if you're in Nebraska and you have a lead for the first time in a long time, that might lend to you being a little more conservative too. So and aren't they like go, five and twenty-one? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. In one-score games, it, it, they can't win them. It, it's there's a fine line you can walk there, but again, if you're going to be aggressive, just go ahead and pull it out and be aggressive, and that's and that's okay. It's uh, it, was it didn't just, work out, and it you, you better be ready that it's not going to work out every single time too. All right. So and then this is how the game ends. Down to a minute and a half. Thompson. And it's intercepted. Picked off by Northwestern. Another ball with some heat. 
There you go. Minute and a half or so left and a pick and a loss. And you got to explain yourself. And opening day, members of the media are asking, would he step down? Yeah, that's that's not good. No. And, of course, he says, no, we're going to fight and, you know, all the all – the, which also, look, it's, I don't think it's fair for them to come out and say after game one, hey, are you going to step down? But I. You understand why? Eh, I, I think that's, a, that's a knucklehead move by the media. You don't, you don't ask a guy if he's going to step down after he loses game one. You just don't. Well, this is, this is. It's almost like a continuation of where he's been. I, I get it. And I, it, it's very unsettling for Cornhusker fans. Oh. And, you know. It's been unsettling for a long time for Cornhusker fans. Uh, and they thought that Scott Frost was going to come in being the big Cornhusker that he was. He was going to be the savior of the program. And it hasn't worked out that way. And so um, there's a lot of contributing factors. But, you know, it's, it's – I, I, I think that this – this is not going to be. This is not going to bode well for Scott Frost in the longevity of being the Nebraska head coach. I agree. I mean, in in do the players start with the "oh, here we go again" thing? That's you that's what not. I would be worried about if I'm that coaching staff. I wouldn't be worried about the media. No, I'd be worried about my football team. Yeah, I I agree, hundred percent. Uh anything else strike you as uh, interesting from uh, college football? Uh, the one game that we were interested in because of all the hype and all that stuff was North Texas and UTEP. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, did North Texas go to El Paso and uh, take care of business? They manhandled them. 31-13. They manhandled them. So that's, uh, that's a terrific win on the road for North Texas. Mm-hmm. Terrific win for North Texas. Now In, in a hostile environment? Yeah, that, you know, that, either a sellout or near sellout and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So... You know, with with high hopes in El Paso for UTEP, and maybe they, you know, look again. You you just said it a minute ago. This is week one. Pump the brakes, right? You know, game one, whatever. Week zero, whatever. But this is game one. Pump the brakes if you're if you're UTEP. But for North Texas, I'm like you. Travel, hostile environment, and, and then go out and and take care of business. And, and remember, don't think it's it's not important for Seth Luttrell right now every game is a big game for him because he's kind of on a hot seat after the disappointing year they had last year uh it's it's not all roses for Luttrell at North Texas and oh by the way he's got a new offensive coordinator he's brought in a new offensive line coach uh and people around here remember the name Randy Clements very well oh very much and he's the offensive line coach now and they've elevated the offensive line coach into the quarterback's coach and to the offensive coordinator. And so, you know, there's there's some adjustments being made. And, you know, you can go on the road and put up 31 points against a pretty good UTEP defense or what we think is going to be a pretty good UTEP defense. That's a heck of a start for North Texas. Absolutely heck of a start. And they're off and running. And they're, they're off and running. Now, I watched a little bit of uh, of the Illinois game. And boy, how did you, you want to talk about manhandling somebody? The Wyoming Cowboys got manhandled thirty-eight to six. Illinois. I mean, 
Yeah, Wyoming's not very good right now. Whew. That that was a monumental struggle for them, and Illinois could basically do anything they wanted to do mm-hmm. in all three phases and did. And, you know, never really – this game was never really in doubt. And I picked it up in the second quarter and went, huh, this deal's done. I mean, you could tell. Uh, they really weren't challenged. So uh, there was about 12 or 13 games uh, played – in zero week, and, and I think if, you know, you look at look at the results, it pretty much went the way you kind of thought they would go. And, uh, you know, Florida State wins handily. Yeah, you knew that wasn't even going to be a question. Yeah, North Carolina wins handily. Uh, maybe gave up more points than I thought that they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it was, uh, it was, you know, everything was just kind of the way you thought it was going to go. Uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> they destroyed Hawaii. I mean, destroyed Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, sixty-three to ten. You know what? What has happened to that Hawaii program? Uh, I, I, well, I don't know. There for a while, they, they were. You didn't want to go over there and play? No, they were contenders. I mean, they, it, you know, they, they never were in a, a whole lot of the top twenty-five conversation, but they'd sneak in and out of the top twenty-five every now and then. Mm-hmm. But they, they also, it was a tough place to play. It's a tough uh, travel. Yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of factors into it, but they were a pretty good football team on top of the, yeah. all the factors that went on outside of it. Um, they've slipped off over the past year or so. And, and they're, they, they're not very tough anymore. They had 9,000 people there. That's not good. 9,000. That's a big old stadium for 9,000 people. 9,346 uh, at, at, the, at the game. and so That means there's not much interest in Hawaii football right now. Great seats still available. Uh, Seven twenty-five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are going to talk about the Bears and Albany, and we'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. But first, we've got to get to our Cowboy Report, and our Cowboy Report this morning with Christy Scales is brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac Highway Six at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. And you can check them out online at richardcar.com. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. You'll hear from one of the undrafted rookie free agents making the final roster. Tight end Peyton Hendershot joins us after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
As so many young players around the league are nervous about the final roster cuts, undrafted rookie free agent Peyton Hendershot staked his claim to making the Cowboys' 53-man roster with two plays in Friday night's win in the preseason finale. After losing his helmet after a hard hit on a catch, later in the same drive, the tight end scored the game-winning touchdown while borrowing fellow rookie tight end Jake Ferguson's equipment. My tin trap snapped and my padding and my helmet fell out. No one's bringing me a helmet. I said, just give me your helmet, bro. He gave me his helmet and I went in there. And so I scored in his helmet and not mine. So Jake's my guy and I appreciate him. At Cowboys practice today, we'll see if rookie first-round pick Tyler Smith is at left tackle in place of Tyron Smith. Tyler's missed the past week with an ankle injury. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers lost to Detroit 9-8 to lose the season series to the Tigers 4-3. Texas has the day off and hosts the Astros for the next two games. Justin Verlander left the game with right calf discomfort in the Astros' 3-1 win over Baltimore. Results of an MRI will be revealed later today. Hawaii is the champion of the Little League World Series. They run-ruled Curacao 13-3 for Hawaii's fourth World Series title. Swinging a hot putter, Roy McIlroy came from behind to win the Tour Championship by a stroke over Scotty Scheffler and Sun J.M. It marks the third time that McIlroy has won the FedEx Cup. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. Seven thirty. Welcome back into the program. This is game time, and it's game week as uh, we get our college football really started. In our, I know we had games last week, not but you know a handful, but we now have. We now have a full slate of games, and it is go time, and we welcome into the program from the Baylor Bear Insider, Mr. Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are we? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm doing well. How about you guys? Fantastic. I mean, just absolutely excited about, uh, you know, the start of football season. And and that's where I want to begin. Do, Do you think this week there's a little extra pep in the step as they know that there's a ball game coming up uh, at, on Saturday evening? Oh, I think certainly for the players and the coaches, um, you know, and obviously for the fans too. I mean, you think about it in, uh, you know, January 1, 2022 was the last team, last time we've seen this team, last time we've seen 
uh, or last time they've played together. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a long wait and, and I, I think everybody's ready. Jerry, when you look at this football team, you've had the spring, you've had the two a days and the couple of scrimmages, uh, that right. the bears have gone through. Are there any impactable freshman players on this team that you expect to get uh, a lot of playing time? Um, I, I think one of them that's a possibility is Armani Winfield at receiver, just because, you know, there's obviously openings there. I think he's going to be, you know, in the two deep or in the rotation there. I, yeah, I don't, I don't expect him to start, but, um, he's a guy that could, could definitely make an impact. And, and I think I mentioned last week, uh, the freshman that I've really liked that I've, you know, watched in the scrimmages and stuff is Richard Reese at running back. Uh, he's not a real big guy, so he's not, you know, he's not your power guy, but he's a little stockier than, than squirrel Williams. So I think maybe he, hopefully he might be a little more durable, but yeah, I liked what I saw from him. So those would be a couple of guys. I'm sure there's some on the defensive side as well. Uh, Trey Emery, um, again, it's stacked at defensive line, but Trey Emery is a freshman uh, nose tackle that I think you know, his time's coming. And I've seen him in the one-on-one drills and stuff, and he's winning some of those. So as a freshman, um, I think he's a guy that you know might at least get some snaps, and, and I, I, I look for him to have a bright future. Jerry, we we know about the receiving the receiver situation and the running back situation. What what other jobs are do you think are still up for grabs this week? I, I think there's probably a little bit in the secondary. I think they've kind of settled on some guys, but uh, you know those would be you know kind of nailing down those spots for sure. And I think probably you know first game or two you're going to rotate some of those guys anyway, just to kind of figure out what they can do in a game. We've seen what they've done in practice, seen what they've done in scrimmages, but for the most part, and, and, you know, you did see some of those guys last year, um, but Al Walcott is in a new position. He's at the star instead of cornerback. So, you know, how does he, how does he fit in there? Is he the guy uh, to, you know, those are some pretty big shoes to fill in Jalen Petrie. So is he the guy that's going to take over that spot? So those are a few of the things. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, um, most positions are, are settled by now. Um, you know, I, I know another one that was kind of up for grabs. It seems like, uh, and I, I won't even try to say his last name, but it's like Micah Mescua. We'll just say it real quick and then everybody <laughs> know what I'm saying. So he seems to have won the left guard. That was really kind of the one position that was open. And he seems to have won that left guard spot with Mose Jeffrey. Um, and Mose would be probably your sixth lineman. Like he will, I think he could play any of the spots, maybe except for center. But, you know, I think he's a guy that is definitely going to be in the rotation and he'll be used a lot. Do you feel like this offense can get off to a good start and find a little bit of rhythm early in this ball game? How imperative is it for them to be able to do that too? Yeah, I think, uh, and I, I think they will. Uh, and I, you know, I think, I certainly think they can, and I think they will. Um, you know, we got to remember Albany is not a, not even a really good FCS team. I hope nobody's listening from there, but, uh, they have struggled the last few years and, and, you know, so you expect to go in there and, and kind of dominate early on offense and kind of get things going. Uh, and, and again, hopefully you can, you know, have a situation where you can get Kyron drones or Luke Anthony in the game and see what they can do as well. Um, but yeah, you'd like to see it you know, really flow with Blake Shapin, uh, you know, and, and kind of 
maybe hit hit some big uh, shots uh, to receivers and stuff, which is part of the offense that they'd like to develop a little more that they didn't have last year. Obviously, the running game was unbelievable, but uh, you'd like to ha- kind of add that dynamic to this offense, and and I, I look to see some of that. I was going to ask, is, is this because I think that I think it's for me. You know, of course, what what I know, but uh, I, I think they got to get drones into the game and, and and get some snaps. Is this one where they where they script some things to get him in, or or is it kind of a wait and see, like you were talking about, get a comfortable lead and then let him go play? I don't know if you script it. I mean, you you definitely like to see him in. I don't think you'd go, well, let's put him in in the third series or let's put him in in the second quarter. But I think I think you do kind of play it by ear. And, you know, if you've got a comfortable lead, um, you know, by late in the second quarter, early in the second half, you'd like to see him on the field and getting some significant snaps because basically he's had none. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. in there for like two or three plays. Uh, and, and that's about all he got. So you'd like to see him, you know, kind of in there and, and kind of get in a little bit of a flow. Uh, and certainly you'd like to do it in this first game. Um, that second game at BYU is going to be a tough one. That's not one you can, you know, throw him in there for, um, you know, or you hope he's ready for that. So get him some snaps this week, uh, get him into the flow of the offense, and he'll be more ready next week when they uh or yeah the following week when they play BYU is this a game then Jerry you see maybe some of those red shirts getting some of that playing time that they're allowed uh now instead of you know if you're going to get that red shirt thrown on you you don't get any time on the field but now you get a little bit before you have to make that decision is this one where coach Arando is probably going to send some of those guys out there at least to if they have the opportunity to get a little taste of college football yeah, I would think Ward. I mean, now with the new rules, you got four games. So I, I would think this would certainly be one of those four. And that's kind of how they played it last year. If you look back at some of the guys that are now redshirt freshmen, you know, some of them or a lot of them played in that very first game last year. So I, that's what I would expect to see. Um, you know, and again, and that's if the game goes, you know, according to Hoyle, right? Um, we don't oh, Hoyle. <laughs> yeah, oh, Hoyle, man. He. He has different plans sometimes. So, it, but if 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 it goes like you hope it will, I think you'll get a lot of those freshmen in, and and you, you'll just get to see and use a lot of that depth that uh, I think this team has. Jerry, I was thinking about this over the weekend, and in just a an observation from you on this, is this program at a point now? You know, when you have, you know, we talked about the receivers, we talked about the running backs, and, and you know, needing to replace personnel are they at a point to where it's it's not hey do we have somebody to to fill those shoes or or are they at a point to where we've got we've got people it's just who who's going to step up and be the next guy I I definitely think it's close to that Tommy I'm not sure if they're fully there but you know and I think the problem is who they're replacing you know Mm -hmm. yes they have guys that are ready but they're replacing Abram Smith, who set the single-season rushing record, and Treston Ebner, um, you know, who just great, versatile, all-around player. And then a receiver, you've got Tyquan Thornton that was there, R.J. Sneed that was there, even Drew Estrada, you know, the transfer. I mean, he, he had a great year. So those are the guys they have to replace. Um, but, yeah, I do think that they have the guys that, that are there. I just don't know if they can completely fill those shoes. But I, I think the I think all of those guys or all of those positions would be filled with, 
you know, really good players. And, and I think these first few games um, tell you whether they're ready, you know, for this. Uh, switching gears, let's talk soccer. Uh, tough day yesterday against North Carolina. I think a lot of teams are probably going to have a tough day against North Carolina. Uh, I think they beat Texas two or three to nothing. Um, and they, I, they have not allowed a goal this year. I know, I know we're only a couple of weeks into the season, but they're four games in, they haven't allowed a goal. And Baylor actually had a lot of chances, particularly late in that game. So, I mean, the fact that they had 12 shots, even the North Carolina coach said, we, we usually don't give up that many shots. So I think that is something positive you can take from that game. And, and I think there were some good things. And, and, you know, getting the win Thursday against Florida, I thought was big, just to kind of get that monkey off your back. Um, but, yeah, you knew that going in that was a tough one, and, and it turned out that way. Um, so now you flip the page, and hopefully you can, uh, you know, kind of get things going again this next week. Uh, give us an update on volleyball. Volleyball had a huge win Saturday. They lost uh, in four to Minnesota on Friday. Wisconsin is the defending national champion, ranked number three. Won't be today, but they were ranked number three when Baylor played them, and Baylor beat them in five. And um, they really surprised me. Even even the one Friday, um, they you know they really competed well. They won the first set. Um, they were very competitive in all but maybe one of the sets. So I, I think getting off to that kind of start and, and they, particularly the second match against uh, Wisconsin, they did kind of what Coach McGuire had talked about is feeding the middles more. You know, they've been more of an outside, you know, pin-oriented team. And, and uh, in that one in particular, Kara McGee and Mallory Talbert got a lot of the kills. Lauren Harrison is going to get her. She's an All-American. But the fact that they fed the middles like that and, and, and got a huge win, that's one that will – pay dividends down the road, you know, when it comes to like NCAA selections and that kind of thing. All right, buddy. What are you working on right now? It's game week, Tommy. <laughs> you know, here we go. We got the, uh, we got the uh, football presser coming up uh, uh, l- later this morning. Hey, let me buy you lunch too, by the way, yeah, today. Yeah, you got it. It's on your tab. Today. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, excited about that. Just a good uh, opening week. Cross country opens also this week. So, It'll be a it'll be a fun one, Tommy. I'm ready for it. I know you guys already got a little high school football under your belts, but I'm I'm ready to get that uh, first Baylor game going. And, and we'll do it on Saturday. Hey, Jerry, thanks. Appreciate your time today, as always. Thanks, guys. That is Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism uh, at Baylor University, and uh, with uh, with all the information that uh, that you need to know when it comes to Baylor. And again, we will uh, we'll begin with our our uh, game day live program from Touchdown Alley. Uh, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll do that starting at 2 o'clock on Saturday. Then at 4 o'clock, it's network coverage with uh, John, JJ, and Ricky. And and uh, we'll have all of that uh, for you at 4 o'clock. Then, uh, then the ball game at 6. And uh, look, for a, look for a good start against, uh, against Albany. And let's see if we can't... Uh, Let's see if we can't keep it rolling like uh, like a year ago, man. That was uh that was a you know just a terrific run by this team to to win twelve ball games, win a conference championship, and then uh, we all loaded up, and went to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl, and watched them uh, win that ball game. So that was fun. All right, uh, seven forty three. We're seventeen away from eight o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we're brought to you in part by Pioneer Steel and Pipe, where they got that brand new location. Should be, man, they should just be weeks 
Uh, I need to, I need to check with them. I, I need to find out. They got a brand new location that's uh, under construction at Loop 340 next to Busby Feed, and I'm telling you right now, that's that's going to be a tremendous location. It is. It's got a lot of room at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and well, they're I guarantee you they're going to love their new location once they get the door open. But right now, they're still going strong at uh, 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane, and also down in Bryan. Again, it's the uh, the Emory family. And, They've been serving uh, Central Texas since 1943. Just stop and think about that. Four generations of this family giving to the, the this community, and that's 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 pretty impressive. Pioneer Steel and Pipe they they built that reputation, one customer at a time, and you can check them out uh, today. They've got uh, a great selection of metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. Angle iron. They they also carry all sizes of pipe and from one half inch to twenty four inches. They also stock American made grade sixty rebar, three eighth inch to three quarter inch, and uh, they they've got it all for you right there at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They're open Monday through Friday from seven thirty until five, and again on Saturdays from eight until noon. And you can check them out twenty four seven at pioneerboys.com. Recently on Game Time, the uh, sports editor of the Waco Tribune, Harold Bryce Cherry. You know, when when I got to Waco '98, uh, you know, it, Dave he was done. He was retired from the trip, but he would still come around. I always said, you know, when he came into the newsroom, it was like Moses coming down from the mountain. You know, I mean, <laughs> and so he carried that much reverence, and yet he was just as approachable as your next door neighbor. Game Time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, hand-tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahea. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rangers lost to Detroit 9-8 to lose the season series to the Tigers 4-3. Texas has the day off and hosts the Astros for the next two games. Justin Verlander left the game with right calf discomfort in the Astros' 3-1 win over Baltimore. Results of an MRI will be revealed later today. Hawaii is the champion of the Little League World Series. They run-ruled Curacao 13-3 for Hawaii's fourth World Series title. Swinging a hot putter, Roy McIlroy came from behind to win the Tour Championship by a stroke over Scotty Scheffler and Sun J.M. It marks the third time that McIlroy has won the FedEx Cup. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. Seven forty-eight. We're a dozen minutes away from eight o'clock. Baylor football coming up Saturday, two o'clock, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And our high school coverage began uh, over the weekend as the uh, Lions and Trojans and uh, the uh, Temple Wildcats all got started. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment. A couple of quickies. Uh, we were talking college football earlier, and we were talking about Nebraska and Scott Frost and what's going on there. Jeff Jeff on our CNC Collision Center text line said the best thing for the fans was the free beer. <laughs> so they lost, what, the internet and, and just started dishing out booze? There you go. So Irish hospitality, I guess. Uh, so I guess next time somebody's going to go cut the you know, the line or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. Uh, and then also from our 254, let's see what we got. Mark smashed a team three classifications bigger. They did. They, uh, I think it was Paris Chisholm. Yes. Uh, they, uh, they went out to Paris and absolutely dismantled that team. So good stuff there. All right. We did our high school pick'ems. And let's see how we did. Go ahead and just kind of run through uh, the the the, uh, the the scores after one week, if you will. So after week one, Tom sits in first uh, as far as this this morning show is concerned at seven and three. I sit at six and four, and Ward sits at five and five. Hmm. Listen to this. Where's Aaron? Aaron Sexton. 10 Aaron and 0. Sexton went 10 and 0. 10 and 0. How about Aaron? How about nice. that? He went 10 and 0 in his high school picks. Very nice. Mosley was 0 and 0. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so, any surprises on the high school front for you? Well, obviously there was 5. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this of our picks uh and uh, congratulations, Robinson. I, I didn't think Robinson would beat uh, University. I, I, bigger I, school I missed and the Waco and the University. I yeah. thought they would both have have a a good start to the 2022 season. I thought those were both very winnable games for them, and they both came up short. In what was, I think, a terrific football game, Rogers beats Academy in that little crosstown. Surprised well, I say crosstown. Neighbors, they're neighbors. I, yeah, I was surprised about that one as well. So Charlie wins. Uh, Charlie Roten and, and Rogers wins that football game. That's a nice win for them because they played up a classification. Yeah, that's a big win for them. So that is a uh, that's a nice win for them. So good good stuff there. And uh, and again, you know, La Vega had a, had a nice win. I'm just kind of going through the top of my head. Uh, Conley, uh, boy, who 
Yeah, they ran away with one. Yeah, they beat Mejia, and, and, and very soundly, I might add. So, uh, isn't it LaVegan Conley week this week? Yes. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, boy. That I, may be our game of the week, huh? Mm-hmm. That certainly has a possibility. Wow. Those two don't like each other a whole lot. Yeah, and, and look, it's 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 no a, love lost. It's a four minute bus ride. You know yeah, what I mean? They know each other pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they've met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's in Belmead or if it's in downtown Northcrest. It doesn't matter if it's on I-35. Yeah, it is on I-35. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the middle of it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> they could play right there off of Myers Lane and you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and have some fun. But yeah, uh, so. I think that's that's the game this week. But, and there's going to be some other big ones. And we'll, oh, and by the way, yeah. mentioning I-35 before it slips my uh-huh. mind, uh-huh. how nice was it to travel on a Friday? And not stop? And have that highway open? Yep. Kudos to getting it done before football season started for us. Very nice. I know that's what they were doing. but Very nice text dot and all those folks. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yep. And Boy, it that, is. That was and when you're zipping through and there's four lanes and it's, you know. Oh, it was so much easier to yeah. get out of town and go to a game. Yeah. And to get, better yet, it was it was easy to get home, too. And you had to get back in home, too. <laughs> at at but, 1130 or 12 o'clock at night but, or whatever but it was. usually that's not as big a no, deal you're as right. trying to get out of here to get to a game. Until it gets down to two lanes or one lane. Oh. And you know, no, it was it was terrific. It was yeah, how about great that? stuff. So, right, uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, I, just, no, that's I was a, so excited. That's No, it's amazing. That was uh, that was terrific stuff. So we we got our we get we got the highways going, and you know what? It's going to be a big deal on Saturday as folks come in for oh yeah for the Bears. Absolutely, that's so, a whole different ball game. We'll uh, we'll see how we'll see how traffic flows on Saturday. I think it's going to be smooth sailing. The the start of high school football there there was some unusual. Uh, activities I, and we touched on it the other night too Arlington Martin getting the big win over Lake Travis mm-hmm. I know Lake Travis wasn't full strength but still that's a big win for Arlington Martin who the Temple Wildcats do have on their non-district schedule so that's going to be very interesting but how about DeSoto going up to Oregon and running away with one up there and boy the Eagles they they they, they, they could be yeah they could be very dangerous in that district of doom Duncanville gets a big win as well. Over Sock. Yeah. They beat South Over Oak Cliff. South Oak Cl- a very good South Oak yeah. Cliff football now look, team. It is a classification yes, difference, but that's still a very, very good football team. So That uh, was like watching a college game. Yeah, it was unbelievable how good that was. So well, And then the game, at, uh, what was it, Thursday night at uh, at UMHB? Yes. Uh, New Braunfels. New Braunfels getting the win over Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan was winning that game comfortably. Mm-hmm. And New Braunfels came back and won the football game. We're in for a good high school football Should season. Be, yeah, I, I can't. I, I just can't wait to keep up with all these games. Uh, so w- w- Friday we'll dive into this thing uh, a little bit deeper, and um, and we'll go from there. But uh, uh, is it okay? It's five to late. Can I talk about the Rangers? Our texter the other day said he, he he's already at work. Okay, I can't. Okay, all right. Uh, they got beat by Detroit nine to eight. They were down nine to nothing. Hit a bunch of home runs. But it doesn't really matter if you don't pitch it. You give mm-hmm. up nine runs, you're going to get beat most of the time. So, Rangers lose nine to eight. They'll keep plugging along, and, and that, you know that's all you got to say about that. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. They didn't do so well over the weekend. Where, where's all the closing down on the wild card playoff team? There's a short gap here. Where's all that? Uh, 
It, are, are you, you falling know, off the bus? You know the beauty of baseball? Oh, here we go. It's There's always tomorrow. And tomorrow <laughs> begins today. Okay. So... We'll see how it goes. I was a little distraught over the weekend as the way they played. I mean, come on. Wouldn't like they were. Yeah, never mind. Nine to eight, the final yesterday. Seven fifty-five. Let's find out what's going on game week. Let's bring in John Morris, the voice of the Bears. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a big win for Coach Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball. We'll give you details. Plus, it's game week for Coach Dave Aranda and the Football Bears. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are big 12 conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Alan Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger, and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Alan Samuels in Waco. The new season kicks off this Saturday for Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Bears here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. This is Lauren Harrison with Baylor Volleyball, and this is my story. There was a time last season when I felt so much doubt, but then I came to my senses and realized this is not who I am. I am not the player who just hopes I can score a point. I am the player who plays with confidence, swagger, and joy. Playing against Florida was the turning point for me. I felt like I was finally playing like myself again. My name is Lauren Harrison, and this is my Champions Tribune. Read more Champions Tribune at BaylorBears.com. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, number 16 in the nation, got the weekend off to a great start. First falling 3-1 to fifth-ranked Minnesota, part of the Big 12 Big 10 Challenge being played in Fort Worth. Then Baylor bounced back in a big way, knocking off reigning national champion and third-ranked Wisconsin 3-2 on Saturday again in Fort Worth. Leading the Bears on the weekend was senior outside hitter Lauren Harrison, who had 36 kills combined against Minnesota and Wisconsin. Next up for Baylor Volleyball, they'll play at a tournament hosted by Pepperdine in Malibu, California, beginning on Thursday. Baylor soccer goes 1-1. One one. Their two matches in Austin over the weekend, a 2-1 win over Florida, then a 6-0 loss to top-ranked North Carolina. Soccer back in action Thursday as well. They'll be in Houston to take on U of H. And this is game week for Coach Dave Aranda and the football Bears. 
Coach Aranda's first weekly press conference comes up today at 11.30 a.m. The Bears hosting the Albany Danes coming up Saturday evening at McLean Stadium. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff for Baylor and Albany. Our broadcast begins with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at 4 p.m. Saturday, live from Touchdown Alley on the banks of the Brazos. Baylor, number 10 in the nation in the preseason polls, opening the new season against Albany this Saturday. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 8 o'clock. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Hour one of the books. We head into hour two, and we begin the hour by talking a little bit about the Cowboys. All right, Ward, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you under the bus here a little bit, and just <laughs> kind of see where we're at. Did uh, and I know you had a busy weekend, but did you go back and break down the Cowboy Seattle game? I, I haven't had a chance yet. You hadn't I, looked at and, it, and there's a lot of contributing factors to. I that. don't even know the score. <laughs> I really don't know. Did they, they win or lose? They, they won 28-27. They won 28-27. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, who who was the who was the big quarterback? Was it Cooper Rush? Did he did he guide him? No, that was it was Will Greer this week. He had two touchdowns. Yeah, Will Greer played this week. So there's a lot of conversation about that quarterback, backup quarterback position. Will Greer, Cooper Rush, Danucci's not in the conversation much anymore. But no, he's going to be cut today. If he hasn't already been cut, he's done. He's done. Does he have a chance to get on the Ben Denucci? Yeah. No. So he, he's he, out of here. He's he's going to get cut today. If he hadn't already been cut, he may have already got the red tag in his locker. I don't know. You you, you got to be down to fifty three tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There 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 will be a lot, and, and some of them have already probably come down the pipe. I mean, they're going through meetings right now, turning in turning in playbooks. Is there any way? There's an offensive tackle that is shown the door that can help this team, maybe not as a starter, but as a backup. You mean one that's on this roster now? No, that's not on be this cut? roster. Any roster that gets cut. Oh, I is there is there a football team out there that has so much depth that they can afford to cut an offensive tackle that's not bad that can play a little bit? No, there, there's there's not one that that's going to probably get cut that you. You know, want to want to jump out of your seat and go get at this point, but there there certainly will be some that are sitting out there that you need to take a look at and do your due diligence. Uh, there's also four or five that we've talked about last week that are sitting out there that are not on, that haven't been on a roster the entire preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, even one of them that retired that's not on a roster right now that you better do some serious thinking about coming in because if 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 it's true what Mike McCarthy said this week that quarterbacks win Super Bowls, you better protect Dak Prescott at all costs because he's the only hope you have for this team uh, to to get you a shot at not winning a Super Bowl but just winning football games. Um, I, I still don't know why they haven't gone out 
and got a deal done with one of those four guys. But yeah, I I think you better add you better add some offensive line help very quickly for this football team, or it's going to be a lost cause. You don't have the roster right now for an offensive line. You just don't. Right now, doesn't Josh Ball make this roster? And well, that's not because, good. Just because of numbers, right, maybe. That's what I'm saying. As of right now, doesn't he make this roster? Well, it, I, I think he does. He might because of default, but I absolutely he's he not can't gonna, play at that level. But he's not going to help your football team. No, he's not. He's a he's warm not gonna, body to plug in. He's not going to help your football team as a backup. He's not ready. He's just not. And so. No, I think you're doing your team a disservice if he does make this roster because that means you did not go out and find somebody that can help this roster. And if you're if you or if you think that you're set offensive line wise right now, I just they see something that I don't and I think they're delusional. As as it sits today. Over or under ten wins. A uh, way under. What do you think? I think they cap at eight or nine, honestly. I don't think they get eight. Not with this offensive line. <sighs> Boy, that, that's, a, uh, that's a rough year. That is a rough year. I, I just don't see it unless I'm, they see something that and I again, don't. And I, I, and I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not at practice every day. I nope. don't know, but I just don't. I don't see it with this offensive line the way it's built right now. I just don't. You got guys out of position. You got guys trying to fill in. And that never has worked before, so why should it work now? I agree. Uh, that you know, they, they still need offensive line help. Uh, now, defense is pretty good. Yeah. And this in a, defense is going to be impressive. And, again, I go and back. I get it. Defense division, wins championships. But, and the division. Well, it, I think the Eagles are a better football team right now than the Cowboys are. Um, but I watched I, the but Jets I, and I watched the Jets and the Giants yesterday, mm-hmm. and I know that that's preseason stuff. But man, uh, man, there was—I don't know, man. Both the, of those are bad they football teams. Are, that was bad football. Yeah, that was bad. Both football. of those are bad football teams. I. The defense is going to be fun to watch, but the offense, I, I have my reservations. I mean, you, you, you've got a wide receiving core that's not fearful at all. I mean, you've got one go-to right now in C.D. Lamb. Who's going who's gonna to open up the field for him? Is there somebody else that can help him be a number one wide receiver? I don't, I don't see him on the roster right now. This offensive line is a, a – piece together offensive line that I just I don't I don't know how they're going to protect Dak Prescott and oh by the way you better be able to run the ball a little bit and I don't know how they're going to do that I know Zeke's supposed to be chiseled down and looking better than Zeke's ever looked but he's also longer in the tooth mm-hmm. um, and he's going to need some help from the offensive line you know a running back is only as good as his offensive line and it you know Emmett Smith was great but if he didn't have that great offensive line, Emmett Smith wouldn't have been great. Hey, let me tell you, so we were having this conversation last night. We were at a little gathering last night. We were having this conversation last night. Yes, Emmett Smith is an unbelievable talent, but he also ran behind an unbelievable offensive line. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and he a, also a had a Moose difference. Johnson that was un, unbelievable at giving up his body and, and throwing that bleed block. And, well, and also he had, you know, a whole wide receiving core with Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and Jay Novacek that you had to respect with, a, you know, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, Troy Aitman, that could fling it around the yard. I mean, that was a complete offense mm-hmm. that gave you the opportunity that you couldn't key on the running game. You couldn't key on the passing. You couldn't take one away and make them do the other. Now, for the Cowboys, I you know, if you're a defense, you say, okay, we're going to take away the passing game. We're going to cover CeeDee Lamb, and we're going to force you in to going somewhere else with the football, which I don't think you can. And then while we're doing that, because we have the opportunity – we're going to load the box, and you're not going to run the ball against us. It, it, you know, and you bring up a great point. It will be very interesting to see how many receptions C.D. Lamb has in 22 because he is going to get the double team. And if he doesn't get the double team, he's certainly going to get the best DB on the on the opponent's team Absolutely. in a one-on-one situation. They, Until I mean, they prove that they can't that, well, that's do, exactly do right. something else, yeah. It, it's going to be very difficult. I, I think you go into every game going double him, make somebody else beat you. And, oh, by the way, we're going to – we're going to – And stack the box. And, and we're going to we're gonna send the dogs after Dak Prescott because I don't think you can stop us. We're going to overload you on the defensive line – and we're going to run a twist or a tie stunt on you. And until you prove you can block it, we're going to be in your quarterback's face. Leon says uh, on the CNC Collision Center text line, if if, um, if the Cowboys win eight games, McCarthy gets fired. I don't think he wins eight. Not with this offensive line. Oh, come on, Ward. I'm telling you, this offensive line is horrendous. Horrendous? Yes. I, I don't think they're I don't think they're they're good, but I, I'm man what a strong word it's bad. Hmm. Well, it was bad against backups. Imagine how bad it's going to be against starters in this league. When they beat Tampa Bay, are you going to apologize? Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use the old adage. I'll eat my hat. <laughs> <laughs> so what i mean give me a number how many if, unless unless they do something with this offensive line i i think they'll be lucky they may fall into eight wins wow see i i still with all considered i still had them winning about 10 games but look in 10, 10 and 7 10 and 10 and 7 wins you the division doesn't it Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe two of them don't count Washington and New York. I mean, look, you I, just got to yeah, beat Philadelphia. Those are two bad football teams. Yeah. And you, you know, you got to beat Philadelphia. I, and, and I don't right now, I think Philadelphia is a better football team than Dallas. Offensively, they are. Ah, all right. Well, we're, we're going to find out. They've got, what, uh, 11 or 12 days before the start of the season? Mm-hmm. Why, why is that, by the way? Have you ever figured that out? You, they played player, their last the, the, pre- the players pre-season. negotiated that after they got it down to three games. That's all the players association. So now, what are we, we're all going to go on vacation next week? I, I don't know. I have they no idea. They don't play until, uh, until Sunday night, the 11th, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. That is... Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know why. Then why in the heck did Brady go do his deal? He's got a vacation right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. And, and why are you know? And, well, look, some teams are. Some teams are using their starters. It, you know, we saw a lot of starters in game two and three across the NFL, except for one team, Cowboys. Yeah, Dallas didn't play. I mean, did did? Yeah, we didn't see any starters. <laughs> no. Hardly. I mean, a few defensive linemen, some of the offensive line because they had to, which they stunk it up. Right. And to be fair, Kyle Yeomans did point out that they used a lot of the the inner squad, not the inner squad, but the uh, scrimmages with. It's uh, not the same. No, I agree. But I mean, that's 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 what they said they did. They yeah, used the starters I there. I don't buy that. You you've got to get them in in games and get that game time speed. Practice is practice. Even against another team. Yes. Still, you're you're going, you know, you're going full speed, but it's not the same as being out there without the coaches just surrounding you. It's just, you know, be out there on your own and and play at game time speed when bullets are live. A whole different animal, whole different animal, even in the joint practices. So, I look if 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 Kansas City's going to send out Patrick Mahomes and, and let him get some burn in the in the preseason. That tells you everything you need to know of why it's important. Heck, even Brady took some snaps. Absolutely. 45 Be- years old. Because it's important. JR asked on the CNC Collision Center text line, are the Cowboys going to be worse than the Rangers, Ward? Oh, great question. It is. Ooh. Um, no. They've got enough defense to keep them from being that bad. And they do have – they're going to be in I, – I will say they'll probably be in every game. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get it done in every game. because They're going to be in every game because that defense is that good. Well, they look, they're, they're the elite team in the league in managing the clock. And No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. And, look, I'm not convinced that, you know, if it need be, their kicking game is going to bail them out. Oh, I'm scared to death about the kicking game. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. Everything that can you can score the football with, you know, like you can score on defense, and that's one of your goals is to score on defense. But, you know, everything that you're supposed to score with is a huge question mark for this football well, team. Well, I'm telling you, when they find the end zone and score a touchdown, I'm just – I hope they can kick an extra point because that wasn't there was nothing about automatic about it last How year about, and okay, with, it, with this guy there may that, not be anything automatic about it this year that's a great point and that that goes a long way but what if things bogged down in the red zone where we've seen this team struggle before kick that field goal baby that i don't do they i don't have, feel good about it we're gonna find out because they but they refuse to go out and do anything about it in the offseason yeah they didn't they and they didn't. refuse to go out and do anything about the offensive line so Yep. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones needs to put down Johnny Walker Blue and pay attention. <laughs> it's uh, 814. We're brought to you in part this morning by Circle Drug 3211 Robinson Drive, your locally owned and independent pharmacy. They uh, they offer free delivery to your home or to your office. And uh, when you go to the store, which is what I, I typically do, uh, in fact, I do it all the time because I, I like to go inside and visit with them and if you know, if I have a a new prescription or if I got a, a, a question, I I like talking to the pharmacist, and it doesn't take thirty seconds to get to a pharmacist and ask him a question at Circle Drug. 
and they know you. I mean, it's that simple. It's neighbors serving neighbors at Circle Drug. In fact, uh, uh, one of the la- ladies that works behind the counter uh, also goes to my church. I mean, it, it, again, it is neighbors serving neighbors. Uh, free delivery, as we mentioned. And, of course, if you go to there, you can go through the drive through You can go to a walk-up window. They'll even bring it out to you or you don't have to get out of your vehicle, or you uh, can, can can go inside. They offer vaccines, and uh, they also offer diabetic shoes and inserts. It's a comp- what I'm trying to explain is it's a complete pharmacy, and it's, it's, it's kind of a family feel to it, family atmosphere to it, your hometown, old, old school type of pharmacy, and, and that's what I love about it. I mean, it, it doesn't have that – you know, now serving customer number 253,000. Uh, it, it's it's now serving Tom. It's now serving Ward or whatever the case may be. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 until 6, and they're open on Saturdays from 9 until 2. It is Circle Drug Pharmacy, 3211 Robinson Drive. Here's the phone number. It's 254-662-0774. The new season kicks off this Saturday for Dave Aranda and the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Bears hosting the Albany Dames. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley on the banks of the Brazos. 6 p.m. kickoff from inside McLean Stadium with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Baylor Bear football beginning this Saturday here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanta. No, quit eating candy. What? No, I cannot stand that. Oh, you hate it when I chew? Awful. When anybody chews, you don't want to hear anybody chew? Who are we? Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. We'll chew through the dirt to fix your foundation. Oh, that was funny. I like that one. <laughs> okay, so give us a call. 254-235-4922. All right, fixitjimmy.com. Nom, 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 nom. Okay, Cookie Monster. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. 
Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight nineteen, nineteen minutes past 8 o'clock. I'm almost afraid to ask. <laughs> Stephanie from Sales... Good morning. How are you? Good. Happy Monday. Good weekend. Good week. Yes. All right. Busy football weekend. You know. Yeah. Great times. Okay. You know. You know. <laughs> it's you a know. thing. Oh, it's a thing. This is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. All right, girl. Uh, what do you got for us? So remember the movie Forrest Gump? Mm-hmm. Where he ran and ran and ran. Yeah. Well, there is a real Forrest Gump. They call him named Michael Wardian. Michael who? I hope I said it right. Wardian. Wardian. Like Ward White's, but Wardian. Wardian. Okay, Michael Wardian. What about him? On May 1st of this year, he ran from City Hall in San Francisco all the way across the country to Delaware. 3,200 miles or more. Really? Yeah. He did it in... Why? He just felt like running. He did. <laughs> he oh. did it in 61 days and ended there in Delaware on July 1st. He averaged more than 50 miles a day per running. There was an RV Whoa. that followed him. Whoa. What? That's amazing. That is. Uh-huh. And you're, you're looking it up? It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a thing. Um, I guess he went along Route 50. I didn't know there was a Route 50. I knew there was oh, yeah, a Route there's, 66. There's, no, there's lots of songs about Route 50. I thought it was Route 66 they sing about. Oh, maybe that's right. <laughs> See, he tried, to, he tried to get me this morning. But um, he would sleep at night and then get up and run the next morning. But that is... What was the purpose? I guess just to say he did it and to be called Forrest Gump because he loved the movie so much. He's an ultra marathoner. 50 miles a day, though, that's... I don't know how a body could handle that. I mean, the most I've ever run is 13 miles. Oh, you haven't done a full one? No, I was going to, but now there, I'm just there's, too There is a United States 50-mile championship that he won in 2011. How about that? I know. So you've never done a full one? No, have you? Three. You've, you've ran three miles or three marathons? No, three marathons. When? When you were 10? No. 18? No. I, I did one two weeks ago. Oh, now that is not true. <laughs> marathon at La Fiesta eating tacos, maybe. He barely drives a marathon. <laughs> <don't think> 
Uh, no, 50 <laughs> miles is it? I mean, I don't know how your body handles that personally. Well, that you know what? You've been coming in here for three months. That's a good story right there. I like that one. I really like that one. That's real sports. So is camel jumping and cheese rolling. You still never got us on that camel in Valley Mills <laughs> or whatever it's. Anyway, so this dude runs 50 miles a day and he runs across the country. Yep. Is he going to run back? I wouldn't think so. Well, how's he getting back to San Francisco? Get on a plane or the RV that followed him across. <laughs> Can't swim across. Well, he's also ran the Route 66 marathon as well. Oh, really? See? Mm-hmm. Route 66. That's the famous he route. He also set a world record. By the fastest marathon while pushing a jogging stroller in May 2007. A jog? What is a jogging stroller? Jogging. Oh, I think you said jogging. Jogging. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Don't look at me like Welcome that. Welcome back, Steph. <laughs> I missed you guys. <laughs> a jogging stroller. Mm-hmm. Two hours and 42 minutes and 21 seconds. Okay, this, but what's a jogging big... stroller? Like a stroller? Like a baby stroller? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Did he have a there's baby? A of, you can jog with your child. There's a lot of runners that use a jogging stroller with their kiddos. Well, yeah, those big ones. That That's what a jogging stroller is. I thought it was just a stroller. Don't look at me oh. like that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Happy Monday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? I used to, Hey, when my daughter was little, I would jog with her in a stroller. But you didn't have a jogging stroller? No, maybe that's why she kept. No, maybe that's why don't, she, don't, maybe that's why don't, she don't, fell don't, out. Don't. Don't. <laughs> no, she didn't don't. Don't. All right. All right. Thanks, Steph. Have You're a welcome. great day. Go you sell too. something. Okay. All right. It's 824. Uh, Ward, I was just looking at uh, one. Uh, and again, this is one depth chart. This is not the official Cowboy depth chart, but one depth chart has them uh, going ahead and putting Tyler Smith out at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard. Beatish at center, Zach Martin at right guard, and Terrence Steele at right tackle. So they are going to go with the rookie out at left tackle. Boy, that's scary, isn't it? Well, but he's probably the best suited to play that position, according to Kyle Yeomans the other day. Well, I yeah, I mean, you, you got to do something again. And that's where he's headed anyway. I mean, they drafted him to play left tackle, but they not did. this year. They, they, they did. Um, but again... I just, I don't know. I, I think you've got to do your due diligence and and help out, help out Dak Prescott in this in this running back core by going and getting some veteran presence on this offensive line at least to start off with. I mean, if you want to work these guys in, that's all well and good. But I, I think you need some veteran presence and some guys that are proven in that position. That you know. Are they going to be the longevity? Now, everybody that we've talked about, other than, uh, what is it, Whittington, the, the guy that was with L.A. last year. that Oh, uh, Whitworth? Yeah, Whitworth, excuse yeah. me. Um, you know, everybody else that we've, we've talked about, Jason Peters and a couple of the other guys, are injury prone. I get that. And you may not get, you know, 17 games out of them, which you're probably not going to get 17 games out of them. But if you just bring them in for right now and let them help these young guys kind of figure out how to play this game and and hold down, you know, anchor that for a little bit to get going, you get what you get out of them. And it's better than this piece together what you've got going on right now, in my opinion. 
Now, it's that's just me. That'll, you know, you walk in the right coffee shop, that might buy you a cup of coffee with a nickel. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I... What do they know if they're not if they're not beating the waiver wires to see who's been cut loose and if if they go well, they, they have what, they what, have to feel confident with what they have. I mean that's the only thing. I mean this. It, it, but did you say that about every position? They feel confident that the wide receiving core is better without, uh, you know the the guys that. Well, I I don't think so. I just. But do they feel that way? I they obviously have to. They have to, don't they? Yeah. They have to. Now, is that across the board? Is that is that front office and 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 coaching staff, or is that just front office? I mean, uh, I would I would think that that has to be a conversation that has to be had in a room. Yes, I it it has to so be. So you a, feel like McCarthy probably signed off on? I, I would I would certainly hope so. If not, then well, he's what the hell's he doing here? Yeah, good point. Good point. Managing the clock. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. 827. Grumpy old fan says, Tom's takes are harder to believe than Stephanie's strange sports, including the grandma that swam 100 miles between New York and London. Whoa, Grumpy. He, he's getting on me. All right. Uh, 828. <laughs> this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Which is, we have proven that that is not an actual fact. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's talk a minute about double R old fashioned hamburgers. They're at 1810 herring, man. That sounds good. Doesn't it right now? This very minute, uh, good old fashioned burger from double R don't, uh, they don't cook it until you place that order and, and it's cooked to perfection. It's cooked the way you want it. And the fixings, well, you can do just about anything you want to from a fixing standpoint. You can do grilled onions. You can do regular onions. You can do jalapenos. Uh, whatever you want on it, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, or none of it. I've seen people go in there and order a burger dry. They don't want any mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, whatever. Or And then there's been people who do it all. I was in there last week, last Thursday or Friday, I think it was, and somebody asked for extra mayonnaise. And I'm like, okay, that's your business. So, but again, they'll do it whatever whatever you want. They'll get it done for you. And of course, they have all the uh, all the other stuff. You know, the fries and the curly fries and the tater tots and all that good stuff. Plus your favorite drinks. It's all right there. Double R old fashioned hamburgers. Plus a tremendous conversation on sports. I promise you, you cannot sit down in that restaurant. And not have a sports conversation. It is impossible. 1810 Herring. It's double R old fashioned hamburgers. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play by play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. 
When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Rangers lost to Detroit 9 to 8 to lose the season series to the Tigers 4 to 3. Texas has the day off and hosts the Astros for the next two games. Justin Verlander left the game with right calf discomfort in the Astros 3 to 1 win over Baltimore. Results of an MRI will be revealed later today. Hawaii is the champion of the Little League World Series. They run ruled Curacao 13 to 3 for Hawaii's fourth World Series title. Roy McIlroy came from behind to win the Tour Championship by a stroke over Scotty Sheffield and Sun J.M. It marks the third time that McElroy has won the FedEx Cup. NFL preseason has ended with four teams going unbeaten. The Bears were the only NFC team without a loss, while the Texans, Jets, Ravens, and Raiders were unbeaten in the AFC. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Monday with Tom, Ward, and Ryan. We're glad you're with us. As we talk football here all this Monday, start of the – I know we had those handful of zero-week games, but this is the start of football season, isn't it, guys? I mean, this is where it began. No. Uh, Last week was? No, it started. It, it, do what now? It's already started. With all those zero-week games? Yes. All right. And high school football. Well, yeah, well, high school, but I'm talking about college football. Oh, okay. Well. And again, like I said, uh, it's it's we're months away from the start of the NFL season. At least it feels that way. <laughs> September the 11th? Really? What's wrong with next Sunday? Well, ask the Players Association. Okay. Uh, let's welcome into the program... From Gigham 247 Sports, we say hello to our friend Jeff Tarpley. Jeff, good morning. How are you, buddy? Great, guys. How are y'all doing? We're, we're terrific. We were just trying to figure out why it's going to be the middle of the month before the uh, NFL decides to start playing their football season where everybody else is up and running. I, you know, it doesn't make much sense to me, but, you know, who am I? So. Well, it, they, 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 they always start a little late uh, in September, but then again, they're going to play into, what, January? Exactly. <laughs> so they'll be playing long after everybody else has stopped. So, 
Hey, Jeff, let, let's talk Let's talk quarterback. Uh, the decision's been made. What did you think, and, and is this the right decision in your opinion? Everybody we've talked to says that Haynes King has been the best quarterback of the of the trio between he, Connor Wiggum, and Max Johnson. He's the guy that has been in the system longest. He, he's absorbed the playbook the best. Uh, this has been probably his best camp in terms of his maturity as a person. You know, when you, when the, the longer you stay in college, the more you get acclimated to everything. And he's got a he, – he looks at everything differently. He's more confident. And that's not necessarily because he's even knows the playbook better, but just simply because he's 21 years old now instead of 18 years old. Or he's, you know, he's just, he just knows everything better. You see everything just happens so much faster for him now than it did last spring, last fall. And of course, last spring, from what we understand, he was still trying to recover from the injury that he had last year, maybe still trying to get his confidence back. But everything just happens so much qu- more quickly for him. The ball comes out faster. The ball gets to people faster. And when you see him throw it, you can tell the difference when you when we watch the open practice and talking to people. They can tell the difference. So, those are the things that enabled him, along with the fact that, of course, he is a he's a fast guy. He can take a broken play. Uh, he can take a zone read. He can quarterback draw. He can do some things that that maybe the other guys on the roster can't do because of that athleticism. So those are all of the reasons added together why he's QB one for the Aggies. Max Johnson transferred in from LSU. Was this Max Johnson's job to lose? And if so, that's exactly what happened, correct? From what we understand, it wasn't anybody's job to lose. Uh, everybody was going to get the, the same shot at it. And in the end, King's attributes just enabled him to do the things that Jimbo Fisher, and not only Jimbo Fisher, understand the teammate, teammates felt the same way. It enabled Haynes King to do the things that Jimbo Fisher and their teammates wanted them to do in terms of moving the offense. It, again, it was not, nobody was promised anything from what we understand. Uh, it was no one's job to lose. Everybody came in on equal ground. Haynes King took the best advantage of what he was given and ran with it. How much can this running game help him get acclimated and, and get his feet kind of on solid ground early in the season? I, I think this is a running game that should be able to help him not just in game two or three or five, but even in, in you know, games 11 and 12. You know, Devin Achain, he's, he's, a, he's a speed back. Uh, who can also catch the football. You got Amari Daniels, who is a very, he's got some very underrated attributes as far as his vision and his balance. LJ Johnson will be interesting to see what he does. He's a guy that has some size, uh, uh, had trouble staying healthy in the spring. If, if they can get these three guys to, do the things they're supposed to do within within the system, and especially in terms of their pass protection and their pass catching abilities on third down. 
combine that with an offensive line that should be set up to be a quality run blocking group, then a and is going to be able to do a lot of things. They're going to be able to run play action. They're going to be able to boot Haynes King, get him outside the pocket. They're going to make people roll up safeties uh, in, into the box and create more man situations down the field for the wideouts, which will help not just King get the ball to the wideouts, but also help the wideouts give them a lot more room to operate. So this is going to help everybody in on that side of the ball and not just Haynes King. What's what's the biggest question that needs to get answered against Sam Houston State? I don't know that Sam Houston is the type of team that's capable of gener- helping you generate answers at this point. Uh, they're, they're, they've been a very, very good FCS program, but they've lost literally everybody from a program uh, that's had just one combined defeat the past two seasons. Uh, A&M probably got a better feel for what it can do as a football team in terms of its scrimmages and, and daily practices. Because I'm telling you, when you go look at this football team, when you look at the guys that populate the roster, they've got guys that would step in right now that are, are on third unit uh, and, and would start for Sam Houston. Uh, they've got a pair of backup tackles uh, who performed very young tackles who performed very well in camp. Demetrius Crown over P.J. Williams. Those guys would be starting for Sam Houston. So, again, it, you're not going to know a lot about about your football team playing Sam Houston. I think what this does more than anything else is give Fisher and the players a chance to work through how they get plays on the field, how they get different um, – groups of players on the field, that type of thing, the communications, uh, you know, so, and, and playing, of course, in front of a hundred thousand fans for the first time, because, you know, a lot, there's quite a few players on the roster who've done that, but then there's also a lot of young guys that haven't. So I think all that is kind of a, just more of a stepping stone as much as anything else. I think we'll know a lot more about what they need to work on, in terms of the in terms of players and cells when they play at Appalachian State under the week, can this defensive line be the leader of this defense right now? The secondary is the leader of the defense. They've got four corners with starting experience uh, who could and they and depend. And one of the things I wrote last week, the watchword on this defense is availability, and the who depending on who is available, you know, people get ding, that type of thing. They've, they've run through all four of those guys, all four of those guys, uh, Miles Jones, Brian George, Tyreek Chappell. Uh, those guys can play football. And you've also got Damani Richards in the secondary who has been, I think he's had even near picks or interceptions in, in both the scrimmages they've had. Uh, Antonio Johnson is an All-American first-round type player at the nickel. So the secondary is going to be the leader. The, the defensive line is younger. They're going to have to grow up and probably grow up kind of quickly depend, you know, because they're, they're playing Appalachian State. They're playing Miami. And they're playing Arkansas. It's not, this isn't an easy schedule by any stretch of the imagination. People talk about, uh, you know, the SES teams, the low-end uh, group of five teams on the schedule. But this isn't an easy schedule, and, and the secondary is going to carry them through, and hopefully for A&M, uh, they'll allow fewer big plays, which has kind of been a bugaboo in the Jimbo Fisher era, but also that defensive line that's going to be really young, 
it's going to be really good someday. And maybe it might be better sooner than people think, given all the talent they have up front. You mentioned the schedule and, and of course, the SEC West and, and, and everything that's in front of this football team. With all that in mind, how good can this football team be this year? I think that this is a 10-win team. Uh, If everything goes, and I shouldn't say as planned, but if you just have an average number of things go on with this football team, unlike last season when the the injuries were just absolutely devastating, uh, 15 players over 100 player games lost. If they don't go through like those, you know, injuries like that again, I think they'll be really, really good. You look at their talent level compared to everyone else on on the schedule. They finally got the talent level where they're going to be facing one team that you can say has more talent than that's Alabama. Uh, everybody else on the schedule, they may be a little younger. Uh, particularly against a team like Mississippi State, there's teams that have brought in a lot of transfers. We'll see how that how that works out for them because they're learning new systems, they're learning their teammates, they're learning <laughs> they're learning where to go to class. A and M's a little more you know kind of more settled in that regard, at least on the upper half of the you know the more experienced part of the roster. And so, really, you can see them going to Tuscaloosa. Playing Alabama in a tough game—that that's the one game that you you know they're not favored in. All the rest of them, they either could or should be favored in. You might see an upset along the way, but I think ten and two, given their talent level, and again, I can't emphasize enough. This is enough. The guys they've got walking around that campus now playing football are, are totally unlike the guys you've seen ever at a ever at A and M, pretty much. Uh, 80s, 90s, when they had those great teams, even dating back to the 70s, the, the 75 team was at one point ranked number two in the country. Sent a ton of people to the pros in the next two drafts. This is that type of talent level right now on that campus. And these guys, uh, they they're going to be able to play, and they're going to be imp- and they're going to be impressive this year. And then they're going to build towards something really big, probably in 2023. Does the lack of seniors, scholarship seniors on this team, does that concern you at all? I don't know if it's a concern as much as maybe they have. The, the toughest part of the schedule for AM is the four games in, five, in a five-week stretch, beginning with Arkansas in late September where they're, they're away from Kyle Field. And, and the reason I say 10-2 is, is somewhere along the way, maybe those young guys – trip up uh you know, you know it's one thing maybe play a, in in starkville but there there could be a team that where a&m just doesn't bring its a game that day and the young guys are playing in front of eighty hundred thousand fans and maybe they've had a couple of good games in a row and all of a sudden it's like oh whoa wait a minute things aren't going according to plan things kind of snowball but from that perspective you're talking about Alabama, maybe something else going wrong in in one game uh, where they wind up losing late, that type of thing. But everything else, the rest of that schedule, you know, all the three opening games at A&M, a lot of closing games at A&M, just make it through that four-game stretch. Even if they make it through that four-game stretch, two and two, they should win out once they get into late October, November, finish 10 and two, 
And that would put them, according to most projections, against uh, Baylor, uh, Big 12 representative in the Sugar Bowls. Baylor doesn't make CFP. Hey, Jeff, what are you, uh, what are you working on right now for uh, Gigam 247? Uh, today we've got our first weekly press conference, Jimbo Fisher, some of the players. And we'll be monitoring that to see what Fisher has to say. They'll be releasing the depth chart here. Uh, hopefully sooner, yeah, hopefully sooner and later, we can all take a look at that. It'll be interesting to see how some of the fall camp battles turned out. Uh, for example, at center, you got Bryce Foster, Matthew Wyckoff has really come on, uh, while Foster has been doing the shot put thing, uh, the last two springs of high school. And then, and then since he's been at A&M, uh, you know, those type battles to see who has won starting jobs, because there's more battles than you would think on on a team of this caliber, but that's because there's just so much depth available to Jimbo Fisher. Jeff, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. That is a Jeff Tarpey from Gigam 247. It is 848 or a dozen minutes away from 9 o'clock. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, returns August 31st with head football coach Dave Aranda, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show from 7 to 8 p.m. with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. That's August 31st from 7 to 8 p.m. live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. 
The Rangers lost to Detroit 9-8 to lose the season series to the Tigers 4-3. Texas has the day off and hosts the Astros for the next two games. Justin Verlander left the game with right calf discomfort in the Astros' 3-1 win over Baltimore. Results of an MRI will be revealed later today. Hawaii is the champion of the Little League World Series. They run-ruled Curacao 13-3 for Hawaii's fourth World Series title. Roy McIlroy came from behind to win the Tour Championship by a stroke over Scotty Scheffler and Sun J.M. It marks the third time that McIlroy has won the FedEx Cup. NFL preseason has ended with four teams going unbeaten. The Bears were the only NFC team without a loss, while the Texans, Jets, Ravens, and Raiders were unbeaten in the AFC. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. It's 8.51, not away from 9 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, the uh, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has won a couple of games, hasn't he? Who is that guy? I can't remember yeah. right now. What's his name? <laughs> He's still getting asked about his absence from training camp. Now, let me say this. I, I'm I'm – one of those old school kind of guys. I think you know what's it's it's about the team, blah blah, and all that stuff. But he is, he's a different animal. He's the exception to any rule because of what he has accomplished, how long he has played the game. Did those eleven days that he was gone did 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 that stop the 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 will from spinning? And and you know is is that going to affect his his ability to play the game at a high level? Um, no, no. Is his timing going to be off with his receivers a little bit? Maybe. Um, that's why he played the other night in the you know, final it, game is, is not having him as a leader on the practice field going to make a little bit of a difference. Maybe. Does he need the reps? No. Does, does he, does it imperative? He learns this offense. No. He, I mean, he doesn't. He teaches the offense. He doesn't need an offensive coordinator. He could call plays all by himself that's out there. That's exactly so, right. Um, that's that's not going to be hampered by anything. It, you know, look, Fox wanted him to be on the Mass Singer, so just get ready, folks. You know, they paid him all this money. They put him on the Mass Singer to help cross promote that. And so, this, is it really a TV show, or this, was it a family this, vacation this fall when he's the winner of the Mass Singer? <laughs> everybody, just get ready. <laughs> Here's what here's what he said just the other day. It's all personal, you know. Everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And uh, you know, we're I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on, so you know, you just gotta try to figure out life the best you can. And um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So he was polite about it, but let me translate. It's none of your business. Mm-hmm. No, you can. It, well, and it's I, your job to ask the question, and I'm going to tell you it's none of your business. Yeah, and he's probably been asked the question so many times he's that sick it's sick of it. Yes, absolutely tired of of dealing with it. Look, I've an, asked and answered. Yeah. I've been polite. Please leave me alone. Let's talk football yeah. because that's what's important right now. If you got some X's and O's that we can that we need to discuss, let's do it. Let's do it. But. That that ship sailed. It's done. He's back in camp, mm-hmm. uh, and clearly Tampa Bay knew what was going on. And you know, again, like he said, "Hey, I got some family stuff, and I'm not telling you." 
if if he was on vacation or whatever the case may be, and he Doesn't wanted matter. you to know, he would have said, "Hey, look, I I I booked a family vacation during my retirement that, and we were going to what you know the south of France, wherever they were." And he did it. But if that's the case, or if he if he did, you know, the mass singer like you know, like some <laughs> speculate. That's and he had in in Tampa Bay management signed off on it. There you go. But he's not telling you what he what he did for those eleven days that he was away from training camp. Right. So quit asking him. They won't. They'll be asked again today. Yeah. They'll be asked again next week. And and when they if if they lose that exactly. first ball game, it's where I was going. Get ready. It's where I was going. Did this have an effect? Cowboys. Up in Tampa Bay, 17-14. Did this have an effect mm-hmm. on the Tampa Bay offense with Tom Brady gone? No, it didn't. No, it has an effect that they don't have Gronk anymore. And there's, Bingo. You know, there's a couple of offensive linemen that have retired. And, you know, that's what's going to affect this offense, not 45-year-old yeah. Tom Brady, who's the best that's ever played that position. Now, at what point... And I think we're we're getting we're getting close to the to the end here. But at what point does does Tom Brady's skills start to diminish? Does it, don't they have to at some well, point? It, it could he, be can, this year. Can he play at fifty? It could be this year. I don't I don't know. I mean, it, look, he's defied time so far. At some point, yes, it will happen. Him getting sacked from a blind side or something—that's what always kind of scares me when you got a guy that's in his situation. Well, I. I, the ability to throw the football doesn't – I mean, he's he can throw the football. No, Holy moly. He's unbelievable what he's doing yeah. at this point in time. I mean, he retired for a reason. He felt like his body was not ready, and then he changed his mind. So, I mean, I don't know. It it may be it, – what you're talking about may happen this year. We don't know. We just that, – that's an unknown that you you can't really predict. Now, if he's – 55 years old and trotting out there, I'll go ahead and predict <laughs> he ain't going to make it through the year. That's a pretty safe bet. But right uh, now, we just don't know. Wasn't George Blanda about 93 and yeah. he was still out there playing? 8.56, we got to go. That's it for us. John Morris is coming up at 3. He's going to have highlights from the Dave Miranda press conference coming up today. And then Matt Mosley's here at 4 on ESPN Central Texas.